Well, the, the one thing that, that stays with me now, that, that's the easiest, is that if you if you have enough time, given enough time, and and you want a thing badly enough, uh, you'll, you'll figure out a way to get there. And the big thing I took from it is to be very patient and and know that if you just move deliberately day in day out to try to make little steps eventually a big thing will happen what's up my friend i'm health expert ted rice and welcome back to another episode of the legendary light podcast super excited for this episode for you today i've got ed Lattimore on the podcast if you're not familiar with ed Lattimore. He's going to be sharing the methods and strategies he used to turn his life around from growing up in the ghetto and being a screw up in his 20s to becoming a professional boxer, to joining the the National Guard, to pursuing a degree in physics, to becoming a competitive chess player and to becoming an entrepreneur who makes money online by inspiring and helping others improve their mindset. And I connected with Ed on Twitter, really appreciate what he does there. He's got like 200,000 followers or something like that. I might be off on the followers, but it's like in the, it's over a hundred thousand. You know, I have like 3000 or something. He's just created this great engaged uh, community on Twitter. And I know Twitter is a bit of a, a a bit of a wild, wild west, let's say. But there's guys like Ed on there, sharing things that can help you take your life to the next level. And here he is today to help you take your mindset to the next level in this interview. Now, before I get to the interview with Ed, I wanna ask you, how are you doing with your health and fitness? How would you like to have me as your coach for seven days, teaching you what my clients pay me really good money for, all for free, all in seven days. And you'll lose two, three, or even four pounds in the process. Well, the place to go and do that is legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge. But here's the thing. It's an exclusive challenge. We only let 50 people at a time in the group. If you're late, you'll have to go on the waiting list. So take action now. Go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge. If you'd like me to coach you on nutrition and exercise and get you results to show you that you can get results in one week with the right strategies. All right. Without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Ed Lattimore. Ed Lattimore, thanks so much for coming back on and doing this, man. Pleasure to have you. And no problem. Hopefully the uh, technical issues will stay at bay, but I'm pretty sure they will because we know how they were caused and now we know how they're fixed. Right on. Well, listen, um, yeah, in case you're listening right now, don't know what we're talking about because the first episode didn't get released. The first interview, we had a little technical issues and so we had to come back on, but I know I, I we had so much fun uh, the first time around. I know we're going we're gonna to just top it this time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and, and you know, stuff happens in between stuff things, and maybe it'll be uh, things to talk about. Maybe not. Who knows, man? But yeah, and I, I'll just kick it off like this. 
you know, you're a former pro boxer, competitive chess player, full-time author. You also have a degree in physics, but you also have this story where you grew up in a tough environment, tough neighborhood. And I can only imagine what you had to go through to get to where you are now. And the theme that I have for this show that is coming to me right now, or, you know, when I was thinking about you is like the path to healing from trauma that you've been through, tough upbringing that you've been through, or performing at a high level for your business when the stress is on, it's kind of the same thing, at least the way I look at it. What about you? We we have this this idea this in in fighting and it's it's once you've been in the ring and you've boxed a few times not just sparred but like been in some live matches and everything uh, the rest of the world seems very um, fuzzy for lack of a better phrase you know nothing really pops out at you because because what you what you've done is you've put yourself you've elected to voluntarily put yourself in a situation that spikes all of your senses and demands so much from you physically mentally and emotionally and so the rest of reality does that does not demand in fact if anything um pushes you the other way you know where you don't have to rely so much on your your wit or your physical abilities or your social skills to survive anymore uh, everything else seems really simple, and and I always I always remember that uh, when I made the transition kind of out of f- fighting and into doing things my way. You know, th- there are there are things you're you're afraid of. You know, you're you're afraid of things not going well. You're afraid of you know being broke, whatever. But you're also you also get to pull on that experience and go, okay, if I, I made it through this and I did this this way and i know how i did it it's not just i made it through so i feel on top of the world it's no you did it a certain way and so you know that if you approach it deliberately you approach it methodically you are focused you know that you know that pain that that discomfort is just part of the journey and it's not really a deterrent if anything it's a signal that you're on the right path then um it's it's easy I, I really feel that way. Like, like, I think the best part about going through difficult things that legitimately put your physical well-being uh, in harm's way is that you get to see, you know, if you can escape from that <laughs> and, and, you, and you do so with a sharp mind, not berserk or you get lucky, then, then you know, trying to grow my website or grow a Twitter. It's like, okay, let's just figure out what works and let's just do that. And let's not get our ego involved and have a good time. I tell people all the time when, when I'm, when I'm working with them and they're trying to, trying to grow their Twitter, uh, that you can't take any of these people even remotely seriously. They're not like, they're not even, they're not real. They're they're I mean, they're, they're real in a sense that like someone is behind the keyboard typing things up, but, but, their, their words and ideas, you know, if they if they get in your head, then you're not, then, then they they may force you to do or type something that, that ruins your efforts, gets you banned, blocks, spend all that kind of stuff. And no, stay sharp. So that, that's the, the main idea there, that going through one thing makes a lot, going through one thing of a certain, a certain degree or a certain type makes a lot of other things uh, much easier. To yeah. You know, in my experience, I, I, I found the same thing. So 
I started out, I, I went to some tough schools in Miami. I grew up there, uh, as I was telling you earlier, before we hopped on and started recording. Ended up getting into martial arts a bit later than getting into Brazilian jiu-jitsu in my late 20s. I wasn't like, I had been through some tough stuff. I think I shared with you last time, you know, uh, my brother was kidnapped and murdered. My, my sister committed suicide. I had some trauma in other words, right? And uh, man, going through the martial arts process and ending up getting my brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, competing, you know, no world champion here, but one more of the local tournaments than I lost. And the big lesson I took away from it, I wasn't a pro like you, uh, but for me, the whole situation that you so eloquently like, uh, you know, shared with us, it's like, once you go through that, you're, you're okay. And my question to you, because it's something I've been thinking about. I had a conversation about this with um, the guy who helped me, a coach of mine who helped me get super lean. And he's like, well, what are your like secrets? And for me, martial arts is something that it just gives you an edge that lifting weights can't do, that doing cardio can't do, that doing even rock climbing can't do, uh, in my in my experience at least. And I try to get some of my clients to at least do some self-defense, take some boxing classes, do something, crowd maga, something just so you get a little taste of it. In your experience, is there anything that you think compares to the type of stress and the type of growth that you go through when you're put in a situation, mano a mano or woman woman to woman? Don't know what that is. And I don't know what that is, Latin or whatever. But like, is there a situation, do you think, or a type of sport or activity that gives you the edge that some that uh, martial arts training will do, whether it's boxing, jujitsu, MMA, Muay Thai, whatever. Um, exactly. No, no, because the I think the the appeal of fighting is that it forces you to use everything your your physical, your mental, your emotional. You know your your psychological psychological some guys get in there and get spiritual you know you 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 really start to you you have to kind of pull everything together all at once to make it through uh the challenge i don't think there's anything left that on this and i don't know if there ever was really that forces you to do that without any support from another person as well so you're in there alone you know the, you're confronting a lot of things that and, and and in such a concentrated space as well you know three minutes times four times six whatever you're in there for um in such a in such a concentrated amount of time and there's so much preparation up to it that <laughs> you 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 could go lift and train, but there's there no you know there's no stakes. There's no no you know you you didn't make your PR. Okay, boo hoo. I mean not boo. I, I don't mean like downplay it, but like you know you don't make your personal right. But uh, but what I mean is like there's no there's no uh penalty in the sense that there's both an external 
or our internal and external uh, bit of criticism that comes. And it, and it's not the and and it's not constructive, you know. If you're in there working out with a trainer, you mess up. Yeah, he's gonna help you get up. Now people are gonna make fun of you and and boo you, and you know, then you're gonna feel like crap. And you know, it takes a lot to to really move past that and get on with your life and learn how to deal with that over and over again. What's your record for wins and losses and draws? Professional thirteen one and one. Yeah. So I think uh, it would be interesting to talk about, like, here's what I learned. And I'm curious what, you're, what you took away. You don't have a lot of losses to talk about, which is awesome. Oh, I mean, well, well, which is what the amateurs are for, but like, you know. Right. Got a so lot maybe there, we can, but that's where you're we supposed can, to live. Yeah. And so maybe you can break that open. And I'm very curious to hear you, uh, uh, you know, what you learned from the wins versus losses. But I'll tell you what I learned. What, like I was rolling with, I happened to be lucky enough to be in Miami. Um, probably at, or at the time I was there, were multiple, multiple, multiple world champions. So many I can't, can't even remember them all. And what I learned was there was no way, unless I lived in the gym, trained twice a day, basically lived like a jujitsu monk and did that. There's no way I was going to catch up to these guys. They had been on the mat since they were six years old or maybe even younger sometimes. What I learned was I could get better. I could use my smarts. But the big thing that I took away, Ed, was that they could beat me physically, but they could never beat me psychologically. And that's where I kind of had to go, right? So they would tap me out. And I would just keep coming back for the entire round. I would keep coming back. I would not let, I would not relent and um, kind of hurt my body, have a few aches and pains from that type of thing. But I've taken that perspective, that mentality into growing my business, into solving problems in my life. I, I just always believe like you can beat me in something like the coronavirus is kind of, you know, beaten are beating us a little bit in that it's taking control of our situation, but it's like, I'm not going to, I'm going to find a way to win here, even if it's just psychologically. And I'm curious because you, you, with, with me, I did local tournaments against high level guys for sure. Competed with a top guy in the world at the time, you know, uh, and lost, <laughs> but, uh, but you, but you've, you've done amateur, you've done pro talk about, what was what did you take away from the losses on the way to being a pro and how do you look at all the all the experiences the wins the losses what did you learn the most from what stays with you now that you're not fighting well the the one thing that that stays with me now that that's the easiest is that if you if you have enough time given enough time and and you want a thing badly enough, uh, you'll you'll figure out a way to get there. And my career is really a great example of that kind of thing, where you know when when I realized that uh, that a coach wasn't working, I switched coaches, and when I, and then I went and switched to another place, and then I realized the place wasn't working, but I needed a way kind of out of it. I switched out. And and just kept making incremental moves and incremental steps, and also being very aware of myself. You know, one of the, one of the reasons. I mean, there were there were 
other contributing factors, but a significant reason behind my decision to stop drinking was uh, I thought that I have this wonderful shot and and it would be foolish for me to not maximize how far I could go with it. All right. So, so you, you start to learn all these little things that come together and make it, and you get to see, okay, this is what happens when you put your mind to something and you're patient. <clears throat> That's the other thing too. There are tons of guys. A lot of people don't know this. There's nothing that says you have to be an amateur. You can just turn pro if you want to. A lot of guys, uh, do that because they don't want they especially guys who start fighting when they're adults as I did because they don't want to, to they want to fight for for money not prizes is what I've heard right but the amateurs are there to develop you and furthermore uh it it prevents you from being a being being used as an opponent you know because how good can you be and, and if you don't know like boxing you know to, to build a guy you have to keep developing them against fighters and fighters but you don't want them to lose but you want them to get tested in the end no better way to do that especially initially is against guys who don't have a deep amateur pedigree who haven't developed the skills and who haven't been there in enough fights and really have learned the game uh and really learned it not just operating on on like technique but they're like at the point where they're kind of forgetting things and they can they go in there and move and fight well so that's the big thing i took from it is to be very patient and and know that if you just move deliberately day in day out and try to make little steps, eventually a big big thing will happen. Uh, that that's one thing that 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 stayed, you know that drove me to to be able to go and study study physics. So I was you know a terrible math student prior to all of that, and then I said, okay, I need to study something, and I wasn't going to study just anything because that would have been also a waste of time. So I've I decided on uh, physics. It just was the the best mix of everything that I thought would make sense to kind of go after. Uh, but I I did you know if I I I didn't have the confidence to make that that attempt when I was younger and tried to go to college the first time, no way. That is a direct result of seeing what happened with boxing and the seeing, you know, I can move, 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 make little steps, practice, practice, practice. If I can do this, what else can I do? It's pretty much how, how I've, I've come to approach the world. And a lot of that I owe to fighting. On the other end of it, you know, even talking about the, you know, the things you take, take from losses. I mean, you, you, it's not. I've always, I've always said, like you know, this is not the worst thing that's going to happen to me. And you learn, and you, and you say it initially. You say it intellectually. You say it because someone told you that you should think that, and it makes sense to say, and it's comforting in the moment, whatever. Uh, but then over time, I started to really believe that, and then I got really tested on that idea uh, when I lost as a professional, because when you lose as a professional, first, you know, I lose in front of all these people in a very embarrassing fashion. And I have to go back to that. I go, okay, this is going to be, uh, this won't be the worst thing to ever happen to me. It, it wasn't the worst thing to happen to me at that point, but I'm, but I'm saying it, not just, uh, uh, not really believing it. And then over time I, I, I can look back and I go, wow. Uh, because of that, all of the other other great things happened, and and they didn't just happen. I had to like make them happen, but I was able to make them happen. Is the idea right? 
And so you get you get to do that and you get to have so much fun uh, uh, thinking this way. You get to you get to really go, okay, this this was part of my life and I learned a lot from it and let's move on now. But I can move on without thinking, oh goodness, I really, I really blew it. You know, I can move on knowing that I put quite a bit of energy and effort into it. And I got so much out of it, not just from a physical development standpoint, but socially and, and emotionally. And now I have a real, uh, not, not a skill set, right? Because that's what am I going to do with boxing? I have, a, I have a way to look at the world and it goes, okay, I just take a little time and do this. So it's like, it's like my, my website, right? No, no one wants to do SEO and no one wants to do that because that takes a long time. I mean, like, it's a long time and there's no certainty either. But but if you do the right things repeatedly, you put positive odds in your favor as opposed to negative ones. And eventually something's going to hit, something's going to strike. And you're going to be like, ah, it was all worth it. Right. And that's how, <laughs> that's how I look at things. A lot of, I, I got, I've got a few lucky breaks in my career, but, but how lucky were they? Uh, I had to be, I had to work my ass off. You know, I, I think I'm thinking about uh, how I ended up training out in California. And as an amateur uh, approaching the 2012 games, Olympic games that I was, you know, trying to make a shot and run for. Right? Uh, I only ended up out there with someone paying for my training and my place to live because when no one was paying for it, I was working very hard and training because I didn't know what opportunities would come. I had, I, you know, I, I had no idea that I would draw the guy who represented California in the first round of a, of a national tournament. But I was ready for whoever I was going to fight, and I go and win, and that gets the attention of people in California. And so that's what, what happens. These things, the, you gotta have everything. You, you have to work. <laughs> you 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 have to. You, 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 there's no guarantees. There's, there's I, that it could have meant nothing. Like I could have walked. It could, nothing could have happened. I could I could have drew a dud, and like and, all right, but yeah. But I also could have gotten knocked out in the first round in that fight, and it wouldn't have made a difference because, but because I had spent so much time training, uh, I was able to unlock an opportunity to set up another opportunity to set up another opportunity. So that's that's what I, I really take from from the career. What I hear when what comes to me, the lesson that I take away from your story, the lesson I take away from my own too, and I try to impart, is that we all have goals, desires achievements we want to do in our life. Most of us, unfortunately, get stuck behind the TV, stuck in jobs we don't like, coming home, living vicariously through movies and series, which I love movies and series like everyone else. But I do it when I'm resting from all the hard work that I've been putting in. And what I hear from you, from your story, it's like, Boxing, what I learned from boxing, what you learned, in other words, you you learned a way of looking at the world, a way of being patient, a, a perspective, uh, a mentality, a mindset where like it's helped you succeed in other areas. And for me, it's been the same. I'm very curious, though, what got you into boxing in the first place? Uh, you know, 
I, I needed something to do, man. I wish I wish I had a more complicated answer than that. I mean, there's a there's a long story behind it. Ish, not really though. Um, I was I was 21, 22, somewhere in that that time frame, and I had just been in a relationship with somebody for like four years, and it was like. All I did was try and make sure I could see that person every day. And one day, like, I, you know, and but I was also on this, like, anti-college rail, which was goofy because it was uh, her mother was a college professor. And one day she challenged me and said, hey, you know, can you say college is worthless? Well, what have you done for the past four years uh, at all? And I was like, huh, okay. So I was like, I got to go put some sweat equity in somewhere. And I was like, you know, I was at minimum wage. I could fight it. I can go box. Like it was, I said, how much is it? It was free to box too, because it was through like the city. Uh, a lot of big cities have, of their Where did you grow up at? Pittsburgh, PA. Okay, cool. Yeah. A lot, a lot of most cities, I don't know how it works like overseas, but most cities, uh, they have a free uh, anything run with USA Boxing. I think it's free. They don't charge uh, the amateurs to train. I don't think they can charge the amateurs to train. But um, so so I said, let me go. Let me go start this. And I said, you know, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna quit. So I'm either gonna get beat out or injured out, one or the other. And I, I mean, it was crazy. People people think I'm, I'm exaggerating when I say this, you know. Most of my career, I didn't have health insurance or anything like that. You know, you just, uh, you, you figure it out, man. And um, and I'm, <laughs> but that's how I got started. I just stuck with it. And I just kept having little successes and kept trying to get better and better and better. And before I knew it, uh, I was getting more opportunities and just really trying to trying to improve and grow. Now you're living the dream. Yeah, you know, funnily enough, I you know, one would say, "Oh, it's got nothing to do with boxing." I'm like, "Yeah, it's got everything to do with boxing." Like, like every like, like what do you mean? What you're doing now? Like your success yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because the because one, you know, a lot of people cared because I started fighting, and that that's an interesting story. So that's something I can like parlay and run behind. But there's also uh, the the mentality of how I approach it and how I work towards things, and and I've learned how to kind of make connections and deal with people. That's also important. So all of these things came together, and they all really started with boxing. I mean, I, I just I think about where my life would be if I had decided, you know, what I'm going to do? I'm going to go fight. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, what else I would I would have done? I, you know, I, I think I toyed with the idea of joining the active military military at one point because I mean I just I just didn't know anything and didn't have any any other prospects. But I was like, you know what, I got to put some sweat equity in somewhere. I have to improve my life some way, and this is what I that's what I chose. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. 
But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20, at www.organifi.com. That's organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. Man, that's a great question that everyone should ask themselves because I feel like a lot of people feel like they're putting in sweat equity, but what they're really doing is staying comfortable in something. They're staying uncomfortably comfortable is how I characterize it. It's like, oh gosh, it's so hard. It's hard because... I mean, I work really hard with what I do now, but I'm so excited to do it. I love being here talking to you right now. I love coaching my clients. I love writing the programs for them. I love seeing the results. Hard work takes hours and hours and hours. Right. And, and it is, there is no guarantee. I always, after every, every sell I have or every, every, um, level up I get, you know, somewhere, whether it be followers or website or whatever, I always stop to really go, man, it could have gone another way, but it went this way. I'm always grateful. You never stop being grateful because, because this is a very much like kill what you eat kind of deal. Like there, there ain't no, you know, no one is going to give me like, like, am I getting paid for this time? Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, like, like you, like you'll expose me to another audience of a, of a, Oh, uh, you know, the, I don't know. And maybe that person purchases from me, but this is all like, I mean, this takes just time and you just keep building and building and there's no certainty. And until one day you wake up, like, like quite literally, I mean, I, I haven't done this. Maybe I should at some point. Uh, like I, I could create a, like a non-dollar ebook program, put it out there and convert 1% of my audience and make $90,000 that day. Like, like I remember probably, probably could or, or, or that month or whatever. And I never tried it, but I feel like I could because I know because I know what I've done before, you know. So that's that's where that is for for life, man. And what do you see as the big struggles? Like you, you attract a lot of people with your message. You're funny as hell, right? You got a great sense of humor. You're fun to talk to. You're down to earth guy. I've met a lot of, I interviewed a lot of people, and sometimes you're like, man, this guy's or even woman, very different than their persona, very different. And, uh, you know, you keep it real and I appreciate that. What are the big struggles? Why, why is your message attracting people? What is it that you feel you're giving them that they're not getting from other places in their life? Uh, you know, I, I was actually forced to think about this a lot recently and one of the things I think uh, people see is I'm actually everything from the from the ground, you know, no matter what, it's all real. Like there's a, like I've done a very good job of of making people feel like they are looking at my life, me, my thoughts, my journey, all that. And it's not it's not just the regular person. There there's a real arc. 
you know, there's the star, there are the challenges, they continue to show. I try to always interact and be humble and nice and deal with everyone and try to help and genuinely try to help. You know, that's uh, I'm I'm in a fortunate position. Uh, not just, not, and this has nothing to do with any any money, but but in the sense that I was one way, and now I'm no longer that way, and it was done by uh, there was there were steps taken, there were actions taken, there was a way to be better and be me, and I I did that right, and so they look and they can see, okay, whoa, this is a real dude, you know, he's got, you know, I'm I'm not just you know shooting off rent uh, generic platitudes or are just always something. No, like you said, there's a sense of humor behind the thing. I'm always, I try to I try to make jokes and if a thing makes me laugh, I try to put it out there and make people laugh or, or shock some folks or, but also give them, give them good information. What I, what I definitely avoided are divisive ideas. You know, I don't talk about politics. Uh, don't talk about race. There's just like, how can we, how can we bring some people together? And, sh- and 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 but but it's how I am. Reality. I mean, there's no. I'm me, and I think I think who I who I am has has made people go. Okay, he did that. I can do it too. Because I feel like that's a real dude. Uh, so that's what I think that a lot of my my people don't, or my people, my competitors, for lack of a better word, peers. Peers is a better word. My peers in this space who do something very similar. And I, I say I had to think about this a lot recently because one of the things we did for redesigning my website and kind of the image and the image we want to, you know, run with and take is, is I, we looked at some other guys in the space doing similar things with a similar message. And one of the things that always, you know, that, that stands out about, you know, what makes me unique is, is the story, the story and the transparency, very transparent, transparent to a fault, actually. Um, in fact, recently, one of the things that I, I resolved to do, we just moved into this new apartment is, um, a lot of people had my old uh, apartment address. I got people send a lot of stuff. People, people would show up, right? Whatever. Um, and but I was like, well, but 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 the girl Ed, you like, home, Ed? Like, yeah, you know, but they pretty much. I don't think anyone would do that, but they could do that. If, I, I didn't like have it out there because there's like you know identity thieves. But but like the girlfriend's like, you know, you got to stop giving the address out. I'm like, you know, you're probably right. Like we started new, so so now we have like a virtual mailbox <laughs> that I can have things like sent to, and then have it sent to me, and that's what I gotta I'll start using. But but no, I, that the overall the thing that makes a big difference: transparency, real story, i.e., the receipts, and and the fact that I tried to show as much of who I am, not what I want you to see. You know, so. And and dude, you know what? Part of it too. Uh, one thing I do I do use is like if I know I, since I know I mean, one hundred and fourteen thousand people follow me, right? Seventeen thousand ish on Instagram. Uh, I probably should be a little bit aware. I should, I'm aware of like what I say and how. Not so much how that's going to make me appear, but how that's going to be used against me if, if someone decides to use it against me. So I have to think about this, and so if it forces my behavior to be. To an even higher standard, you know, which is how I think you should use social media anyway. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, I want to be anonymous and say this and think that. And my thought is, well, I don't want to be anonymous because in this way, I, I'm, I'm accountable for my words and actions. I like that a lot. 
and especially on Twitter, the anonymity. Yeah, let's not get into that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no one. Big kid worms. one thing I've learned is that no one is really anonymous. And if somebody, you're only, what do, what do my buddies say? He, he was telling me a story about how he got a skip tracer once and, and really broke down how the game was done. And then I got, I get confirmed from someone else who used to work in the InfoSec. He's like, uh, well, what is the saying? You're only as anonymous as the motivation and resources are of the person who want to find you. That's pretty much it. If you, if you get on in this day and age, if you get on the internet, I Googled and I was shocked. I learned how to trace the IP address of an email sent to me. So if you don't scramble your email, you know, an IP, I can at the very least narrow it down to what city and what part of that city, if it's big enough, uh, you're sending me an email from. And that is enough. You message somebody back and be like, I know you you mentioned what they're at. It's enough to freak them out, man. And and then, you know, with that combined, you can look figure out through someone's email address, uh, their social media handle, and vice versa. I just, one day I just like entertained and learned myself and learned about some tricks. And I was like, huh. It ain't that like like somebody who who do, if they did this for a living. If somebody came to me and was like, "Here's a thousand bucks. I need you to find this handle." Probably, I mean, let's just even if it's a straight dummy throwaway account, you can you can really get to work and find out a lot about a person. And I don't think people realize like the minute they get on, uh, they're out there. There ain't no anonymity. At least not on these. You know, anonymity. It's not the dark web. You know, this is stuff with servers <laughs> you know that they track you well you know I, I think i don't know if you're familiar with, with andrew tate but he said something that, that, that one day that, that blew my mind he said everyone's trying to be off the grid i want to be on all the grids i was like that makes sense because when because when you i i was saying this in email i said you know by definition when you're anonymous you have something to hide and so when you come against somebody who does not have something to hide, you're at, you're at an automatic disadvantage. You have an attack point. You like you're hiding your identity and and if they care enough, they'll figure out who you are, right? But if you're trying to exist on all the grids, like no one can come after me. Like at least like that's what it is. No one can come after me in any way that's not going to get them put in jail. You know. Because because I, I try to live as you know authentically, and I don't make any outrageous claims. But I'm who I am. I think the lesson we're, we're talking about is really about integrity, right? And um, if you're hiding yourself on social media, especially the Twitter people who do that, lack integrity. But yeah, even not, 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 I want I want I want to preface this. I want to say like it does. It's no guarantee. That you're trying to hide something. This is for the people that that from the veil of anonymity, uh, and I can't even say that word anymore. From the from the veil of anonymity, they try to attack, harass, and disparage people. All right, they look. Most of us are gonna keep it moving. We got just better things to do. Somebody won't though, <laughs> and you don't know who that person is. You know, look, it, it could be me. I could have a dark streak and some extra cash. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna find out who this this motherfucker is, and I'm a, I'm, and I'm gonna put the fear into him and, and force him to make a move. You know, but good point, Ted. To bring it back, uh, 
I, I think it's true. I don't know how many people who listen to this show are like that. Only there are, like you said, some people who have to, I, I know some people who have to stay off social media because of their jobs. They work in security, cybersecurity, et cetera. But what you were talking about, and I think maybe something more relatable for, the, for those of us who don't mess around on Twitter anonymously, is that there are a lot of us anonymous, going through anonymous in our lives, meaning we put on masks and pretend to be something we're not, live other people's dreams. We don't, we're not ourselves. We're, we don't say what we truly want. And I don't mean like some emotional outburst, but asking your boss for a raise, having that hard talk with your partner, and it's living out of integrity with yourself when you do that, because you're putting a, a, a version of yourself out there that isn't really you. I don't think you can ever be happy doing that. No. Uh, <laughs> go for it. You, you got a follow-up? Share, please. Oh, no. What I was going to say is, look, um, I, I was thinking about the, the, the whole idea, and this will make sense at first. It will seem somewhat unrelated. Uh, the idea of like hiring a ghostwriter. I was like, I was looked at it. I was thinking, I was like, but then you, but yeah, you'll have a book, but, but you didn't write it. And I think about like how awful it would feel if I got all of this attention for and people praise my thought process and what I created um, because somebody else wrote it. And they're not going to age want to be the ghostwriter. I, I I can't understand that end either. Like I'm going to write this and you'll pay me a fee up front, but you know, I, I don't want anything to do with it. This is all you, I can't understand either extreme because to me, it's all one thing, whatever you do and say and live, I, I try to have it all be unified for better or worse. It's kind of like the reason why, like, I thought I was going to be interested in e-commerce, but I was like, well, no, man, I'm going to write and have my name and then build a name. And not really interested in, in building something else, even if I had the skill to do so, you know? Uh, so it's a lot easier. I, I feel like life is a lot easier anyhow when you just make who you are the best version of yourself instead of trying to be another thing and in doing so, uh, you you maybe maybe you have tremendous success with this uh, alter ego, but it's still an alter ego, and that's a lot of energy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm surprisingly lazy in this regard. I think that if I'm going to expend energy, I would like to expend it building up myself. I don't. I I personally don't see anything crazy about building yourself as the brand i think it's crazy that someone will go let me separate and build this and let me separate and build that so yeah what you said though the problem with it is that working on yourself requires getting really uncomfortable requires humility requires what you mentioned on your way to becoming a, a pro boxer the work and it's so much easier, or at least it feels easier short term. It gets really hard. Uh, uh, there's a, a a guy who I really appreciate a lot, Rory Kilmartin, who's like this world famous uh, relationship expert guy. And he said, the easy way becomes the hard way and the hard way becomes the easy way. 
It's just you don't, you don't feel it at first. It feels so easy to stay stuck. It feels so easy not to have that conversation with your partner or ask your boss for the raise or whatever it is. Take care, take your health seriously. Stop doing the, the quick fix diets, but you end up stuck. You end up in with dieting. Oh man, yo-yo dieting. Um, <laughs> you end up in all these situations or what you said, being li- living that alter ego life you make the money and then you're like, I, I don't want to be, be an attorney anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. What would you say to someone struggling with that right now? Oh, the, 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 they've, they've gone down one path. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, that's such an unfortunate situation to me because I just think like you could be like, like you, you don't need you don't need all that. You don't need stuff, right? Because the thing about what like drives people to make decisions to uh, live another way and be another way, uh, not who they are. They they think that there's something more valuable about that that existence. But what they fail to realize is that anything attained uh, under the veil of inauthenticity, right? Whether it be a job or a career our relationship, anything attained under that veil um, is eventually going to uh, come home to roost. You're going to have to deal with with the fact that you don't really, you're not, I mean, if you're not really passionate about it, you just chose for the money, oh, one day you're going to have enough money. (laughs) And and maybe even before that, you're going to be like, God, I got to go in again, right? Or like if you if you pick the wrong person because you think this is the type of person you 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 got to be with, you're gonna you're gonna just wake up every day and just resent them. Like it's gonna be, I can't believe you're talking again. Why are you making noise from your mouth and you're breathing too? Like why is you know all of that is gonna go on because because you selected with the wrong criteria. I don't know what the right criteria is, but I know. Uh, or rather, I don't. I don't know what is right for the individual, but I know that it's gotta be right for the individual. And when you go and you make this, like, like, dude, you know, I, I, I have a, you know, what, like, with myself personally, thinking about uh, what, what was like important to me. What's important to me is being able to do this kind of thing whenever I want to, as long as I make enough money to eat, have good food. Hanging out, watch a great movie, have some popcorn with my girl. Like you know, that's important to me. I don't like. I don't. I don't need to. You know, kill myself making. You know, and try to become a millionaire to do so. And now, now if I happen to do it uh, in the process, great. Not the goal, right? Same with my my relationship. I'm very happy with with my very like nerdy worldly girlfriend like like very like every i always feel like i learned something new hanging out with her and i have fun doing so uh and you know it, it's not like we have to go out to some crazy you know bar every time we got or something like that or structure things around alcohol or whatever and that's good because that's no longer part of my life so finding that person but it's good for me but imagine i think about this just for myself Imagine if I ended up with somebody who was like, that was their life. Eventually, I'd have to go through some pain as I'm, as I'm fond of myself. And it's going to be like, oh, I got to rip this, we get out of this relationship and split kind of deal. And it's not going to be a good time. It's not going to be a pleasant experience. So it's when you when you go after things authentically, 
you tend to make decisions that are going to make you happy. And, and I think confronting uh, yourself and figuring out what you want in life is, is really always going to be uh, an important thing to do so you don't waste time. So many of us do waste time. <laughs> yeah, I luckily, get very true. Luckily, I got into a situation, kind of stumbled, bumbled my way into health and fitness, and it's kept going and it's evolved into this. And um, I can say I'm living 100% authentically in alignment, in congruence with what I want to do. I want to keep moving forward, of course, but. Man, I love the path I'm on. When I was training millionaires in Miami Beach and celebrities, I loved it when I first did it. But man, I was in that business 20 years. And uh, it was 20, it was about 10 years, probably too long. And I'll tell you, if you're listening now, uh, it's never too late to make that change. But the longer you wait, like you said, Ed, the more pain it's going to cause you. Feels comfortable at first, but ultimately, what what did you say? It comes home to roost. Yeah, eventually you're gonna have to deal with those decisions, man. It ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's always good, right? But in the sense that you you are finally waking up, you know. What do they say? You know, you don't throw bad time after good. And when you start getting, you know, when you when you stop throwing bad time after you, yeah, you're gonna be good. But but then what will happen? You go, oh man, if I had only figured this out years ago, right? But it is what it is, you know. You, I think, I think we all have to go on our journey, and and in that journey, uh, we we have to risk failure. By, by making the wrong decision, you know. Screw my, I got, I, I got my my cat here, and he's uh, he's figured out the counter. He's been, so I'm, I'm looking at him out the corner of my eye. That's what I keep glancing at. But um, that's the um, that's what we have to figure out. We have to figure out what's important, so you don't waste time. Absolutely. And on that note, Ed, I could keep talking to you for hours. In fact, we were talking quite a while before we even clicked record, and you're such a pleasure to to converse with. But I want to respect your time as as well as the time of the listeners. And uh, what I would say is, if you like what you're hearing from Ed, you can go to his website, edlatimore.com. That's E-E-D-L-A-T-I-M-O-R-E.com, E-D-L-A-T. I-M-O-R-E.com and check him out there. He's got a book called Not Caring What Anyone Thinks is a Superpower, where he shares the methods and strategies he used to turn his life around from growing up in the ghetto and being a screw screw up, a screw around, as you heard the word that you use, uh, Ed, <laughs> in your 20s, to finding the yeah. boxing gym, to then the National Guard, then pursuing a physics degree, and then hitting 114,000 followers on Twitter and having that level of influence. So if you enjoyed Ed, make sure you check out his website. If you're a Twitter user, definitely connect with him on Twitter. He just puts out some great information and funny, uh, insightful. Just really appreciate what you do, Ed. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there any other place where... 
uh, the listeners should go to connect with you? Um, the, the Twitter, mailing list, Facebook, all Ed Lattimore, you know? So I feel bad for anybody who comes after me with the name Ed Lattimore who wants to make a name on the internet because I've sucked it all up. I hear you. Great. Well, uh, Ed, it was a pleasure. Hopefully this is the first of many and enjoy the rest of your night and I'll speak to you soon, man. Hey, thank you. You too. That wraps up another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ed. What was your big takeaway from this conversation today? For me, it just comes down to training. How we approach life, how we stretch ourselves in life is how we end up responding when things go wrong. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. And so many of us, we don't stretch ourselves enough. And I've been there, I'm not judging. I've spent plenty of my years, I spent my my entire twenties in a haze of marijuana smoke, the majority of it. I pulled it together towards the end of my twenties, but it was lost in a haze, a lot of it. I'm not saying that I didn't do anything, but. I was definitely comfortable and could have it could have done things differently and had I, uh, I would be in a different place now. Actually, I'm in a pretty good place now. But it would have happened faster if I just would have stretched myself. And if you want to stretch yourself, I've got two things for you. If you want to experience coaching by me for free in a week, join my challenge. People are losing two pounds in a week, three pounds, or even four pounds in a week through the challenge, the nutrition and exercise challenges that I give you. But here's the here's the catch. We only take 50 people at a time in the challenge. And once it's filled up, we put you on the waiting list. So if you wanna get in, if you wanna take action, there's one starting at the end of this week. Go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge and sign up now. And what I want to tell you before we wrap things up is that the next episode is all, it's going to be about raising your standards and learning how to stretch yourself and the reasons why you should do it. So that's what's coming on Real Talk Friday. Hope you enjoyed today. Hope you're having or will have an amazing week. And I'll speak to you soon.